millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey you guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and this is the final part four of a very... I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. I feel a little bit uh, red-faced that it's uh, a four-part, four-hour best-of, listener-pick type deal, but here we are. At the top of part four. I hope you've had a lot of fun uh, remembering some great times from the podcast and also hearing some stories from the listeners that selected them. The response online has been really positive, particularly in the listener safe haven. People have really enjoyed it. So that is awesome. And full credit to the man that spearheaded the project in secret, found all these listeners, interviewed them, chopped up the interviews, and uh, put in all the clips. He did a great job. Over to you, Eric Struthers. Next up, we're going to hear from Tom Chansky. Chansky, to me, he's royalty. So, um, King Tom, is that a... (laughs) Were you born into that title? You know, were you Prince Tom first and then... No, I, I wish it was some great lineage or something. I had a, um, I've had this group of friends that I started after I graduated college. I was in TV, um, off-air stuff. This is about 16 years ago, and I was at a cable station here in Ohio. And I had this group of friends, and you know, we all worked the same hours, and we hung out together outside of work. And one of my friends, Dan, was really like into blogging and everything. And this was before people blogged. And this other guy we hung out with, Mike, he was a huge fan of mystery science theater. And there's one episode where one of the robots demands to be called King Tom. (laughs) And so we were were watching it one night and he said, that's going to be you. That's going to be you. And Dan is going to set you up with a blog and you're going to call it King's Tom, King Tom's kingdom. So, King Tom became my online persona. Um, even if some people like, you know, Randy from now, this is podcasting. Can't, you know, King Tom, Tom King, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, some, something I've been doing for a while and, you know, no one, no one complains about it. So I just run with it. Yeah. It's cool, man. You got to embrace it. So what I've been doing um, is just I start out asking everybody, how did you how did you discover Steel Wars? Um, I discovered it probably around this time last year. Uh, I, you know, ever since they started, I've been following making Star Wars mm-hmm. every day. And I started it took me a while to get into the podcasts, um, but they were the first podcast I listened to. I started probably around summer of 2015. And then, you know, and I like, I would go back and listen to the old ones. And they mentioned um, when Steele got to see the preview of the IMAX clip, 
in, um, in Australia. And so I said, okay, I'm going to see what this guy has to say about it. And it was, it was the YouTube video where it's, you know, it's like, he's like, I'm going in and then it cuts to right after. And you could tell without even like hearing the words that he saw something special. And, and it was like, I want to, you know, this was before maybe a week or two before the, before the force awakens came out. And it was like, I don't know who this guy is, but that's probably the same exact reaction I would have. <laughs> and so I started working, um, steel wars into my, uh, podcast rotation. You know, I was, I was listening to, uh, now this is podcasting. I was, li- I got hooked on blue harvest. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when, when rogue one started, I was listening to them. I listened to a few other, few others on the making star Wars network. Um, but I also started listening to steel wars and it, it's, it's weird because I'm, I'm not trying to kiss his ass or anything, but just, you know, listening to him, it's like a lot of the things that he says are things that I've always felt. Right. Right. Or like things from my experience, like a, a few weeks ago now, this podcasting, he mentioned having the scout trooper blaster. And how he would look at things through the viewfinder just to turn them red and growing up, of course. And it right. was the coolest thing. And and I was running in the park listening and I was like, holy shit, I do that too. You know, I did that too when I was five and I had this blaster. <laughs> um, you know, I wouldn't use it as a blaster. I would pretend that I was a scout trooper turning the rebels red. Right. Uh, so it, it just, you know, there was that and then his energy because he was funny, but he also, he and... The Making Star Wars crew and Haas and Will, you know, everyone, in, I don't want to say in charge, but like the people who are out there in our community, they're very welcoming. They're, to, to me, it's great. Um, I kind of mentioned this, I don't know if you, um, one of the call-in shows, I was the carryover guest, so I got to go into the bonus content a little bit. Right, right, because um, that was when I, I said, I'm pretty sure that's the same guy that that uh, you had written into um, making Star Wars also. Yeah, and it was actually kind of funny because I think that very same episode of, of Now This Is Podcasting, they read an email from me. Um, it was the last one I wrote in, and you know what? Off the top of my head, I don't even remember what, it's, what it was about. Um, I'm just... Now I'm I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Oh, it was about the capes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Why you know? Okay, Darth Vader doesn't wear a cape in his Tie Fighter. Lando doesn't wear his cape in Return of the Jedi. But you know, they had they had a conversation about that, and just their reaction was cracking me up. And then like right after that, Steel goes something about you know there are some psycho in one of my call-in shows who thinks that he could hear the Ewoks blink, and I'm like, yep, that was me. <laughs> now now that I'm an adult, I'm with you, Steel. It's Definitely the Ewoks blinking, and I swear, I don't know if it's my brain or if this actually happens, but I swear they make a little noise when they blink. Oh, are you serious? Hmm. I don't know. It, it might be just something that I'm imagining because it's so freaky. You know, I've been watching these movies for years, and all of a sudden the Ewoks blink. It makes me want to close my eyes during an Ewok scene. All right, let's get the chat room in onto this one. Can someone in the chat room quickly bang in the Return of the Jedi Blu-ray and tell us if... <laughs> The Ewoks make a noise when they blink. I, I I can't hear the noise because I'm 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 making like a, a pained noise every time they do blink. So that's my every time they blink. It's like, oh, 
Oh. I'm fully willing to admit that maybe it's something in my head and there's something wrong with me. I need to get checked out, but I think there's something there. Yeah, that's and it's, hey, it's maybe it's not a good it's not a good sign if you're blinking and it makes noise. You need to see a doctor. Anyone out there, if your blink <laughs> is making a noise, <laughs> please see. That's a physician one of many reasons. Amanda, yeah. you you don't seem to care at all about the Ewoks. No, I mean I guess it just doesn't really mean anything to me. It doesn't bother me. I get why it looks weird. I get why people think it looks weird, but I don't. I'm not scared by it or freaked out by it. It's wrong. I don't watch those that much, so I don't really pay attention to it. If you in your way, that that all get changed to CGI Ewoks, so they looked realistic. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> what else have you got, King? Oh, that's like I said. The previous caller took my uh, uh, took my question about Star Wars and kids. I don't think I'm not going to take. <laughs> but you know, of course, he meant it all in good fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't ever take anything <laughs> he says making fun of me right. the wrong way. Um, but all of these people who are out there, you know, they're not only so giving of their time and energy with podcasts and everything, and the websites and everything else they do, but they're also so welcoming. Um, cause I, you know, my first experience with Star Wars fandom online, I was like 15. It was in the AOL forums in 1992 uh-huh. and, you know, I participated in the net during the prequel eras. And then after that, I kind of would just visit different sites every now and then, but there, there was always the certain groups that were like, okay, we're better than you. Right. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't always welcoming, welcoming, but now you know, I, I I can tweet these people, and you know they they respond, and, it, and it's great. Or like I you know, I call in, I called in, I think I called in with Amanda, I called in with Sal, I called in with Jason, I called in with this last one with Chris, and every time, even my first time, you know, I'm talking with Jason Ward and and Steele, and they make they make me feel like they've been talking to me forever. Right. Yeah. You know. It's not like, okay, you're here to take up some time. No, you're here to talk with us. We want to hear what you have to say. And as a fan who doesn't have a podcast and just, you know, tweets things every now and then, that's it. It's great to feel welcoming and to have that. It really is something, you know, I, I totally get it. And, and that's such a cool attitude because, you know, a lot of people, not in this particular community, but in other areas of star Wars fandom are so up their own butts. It's like, Oh my yeah. God, you're not George Lucas. You know, you're just some dude with a website. Why are you, you know, why are you being so egomaniacal about it? And they are, they're super inclusive. That's the big thing. Yeah. It's, it, it it's, it's great. And it's helped me, you know, want to do more as part, you know, I write into the podcast I like, and I'm, obviously my feelings aren't hurt. If, you know, one of my emails isn't read or is misconstrued, but it's, it's just great because it makes me want to participate too. Exactly. Exactly. And I have, I, I feel like I have this whole new group of friends that I, you know, in the, in the last year or so since, you know, not, not just like, you know, Haas and I tweet each other a lot, just random stuff. And um, not just guys like that, but like, you know, Patrick will mention me or, um, Vader, Nick, just rant, rant, and you also, and it's just, it's. I think it's great. So yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a lot hard. of fun. 
yeah, and it's hard not to be drawn to that type of person or not want to contribute because I do. Do you have a like a favorite Steel Wars moment? I, I think I do. And I, I, I've been thinking about this. And this is, it, it is one that I, I've gone back to a lot in my head since it's happened. Um, but this was back over the summer he had Amanda Ward on. I think it was like in, it was maybe, I think it might have been right before the celebration. And they're, um, they're just talking, this is early on, like maybe 12 or 13 minutes in into the interview and they're Steele is talking about um, when he was a kid, how, and I think, you know, like I mentioned before, a lot of the experiences that I had, I hear steel mirroring or doing similar things. And Steele is talking about how he would freeze his action figures in a glass and say they were frozen in carbonite. Like me and my friend, um, Rocky Finnegan, his name wasn't Rocky, but because he was the opposite, of Sylvester Stallone, both, you know, in size. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they called him Rocky because, I don't know, irony was in back uh-huh, then. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's still pretty cool now, you guys. Don't worry on the internet <laughs> with your irony. So I'd go to his house or he'd come to my house every Saturday and it was tradition, unspoken child tradition, that we had to watch Star Wars on VHS, taped off the television wow. first, and then we'd, we'd set out into the backyard, play Star Wars. And one of our favourite things to do mm-hmm. was... Because he was actually... he His family was sort of pretty rich. His dad was a dentist, so he had a lot of sweet toys. Mm-hmm. And he was actually the first person, once I started like getting into Star Wars, collecting like vintage stuff in the 90s, I was like, I've got to find Rocky Finnegan. He had so many toys. Yeah. I've, got to, I've got to offer him a very small amount of money for these <laughs> toys. But then, and it's a sad thing, which all Star Wars sort of collectors get, is when people tell you what happened to the toys. Yeah. And apparently he had a you know, like a junk sale or something, and it all went for like $10. And yeah, Like wow. he had, he had like the Power of the Force skiff and wow. like, like, you know, he, he was living large off that dentist money. <laughs> but one of the things we did every week was someone, sometimes it was Han Solo, but sometimes it was other people, would always get frozen in carbonite. Oh, wow. So, and that was always, you get a character, you get a glass cup, character goes in the cup, water in, in the freezer for about an hour. Wow. Then they come out and in carbonite. It was wow. fantastic. It was that's that that was play sets back in the day. Yeah. I would have never thought to do that. that oh really? Genius. Yeah. I was freezing people left, right and center. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I'm sure Wicket was in carbonite on, on one fateful Saturday Aww, afternoon. Poor little Wicket. Tough day. I um the who was I talking to this about the other day about the um there was like an excerpt from the princess leia novel yeah and i think it might have been actually on rogue one a star wars podcast for winners apparently (laughs) and about how wicket gave princess leia a little seed yeah and she grew a tree or something i just found that the cutest thought (laughs) that wicket you know, some you know when they all woke up after the big party, and yeah. you know Lando had finished up his clapping. Um, that Wicket went up and gave a little seed. That's adorable. Yeah, Wicket W. Warwick is really a kind-hearted Ewok. 
He's got one of the two best Tuckuses <laughs> in the Star Wars Kenner action figure line. Okay. The other one, have a guess. Oh, Lord. Uh, Han. Oh. <laughs> you just leave your... Uh, leave the estrogen at the door, lady. No, Yoda. When you take oh, off Yoda's little robe, okay. he's got yeah. a cute little Tuckus. Okay. But Wicket's one is... Adorable, because he's got the little belly and stuff. It's like you know they do those jumbo figures. Yeah, yeah. I like. I was just like, I saw one out of the pack, and I'm like, I got to check out his Tuckus. Yeah, which kind of, when I do say it out loud, does sound a bit sketchy. <laughs> just a bit. A bit sketchy. A bit. Yeah. I was listening to this at work when it first happened, and I burst out laughing because growing up, Tuckus was a word that was used in my household, and even when it was used in the context of me being in trouble. I always found it a hilarious word. It's one of my favorite <laughs> words. And then just for Steele to, to bust out that question using that word, um, <laughs> that made me a fan because it's like, okay, this, this guy is on the other side of the world, but he is sharing my brain somehow. <laughs> um, although, you know, that's that's giving me too, too much credit because Steele is way more talented than I could ever be. But... Um, you know, asking someone which uh, t- to guess which of the two Kenner action figures had the best tuchus is that that ranks high up there for me. <laughs> that and, and the answer, yeah, the answers were Wicked and Yoda. By the way, <laughs> that's right. I, I was I, I would have said Wicked and the Gamorrean Guard, um, but I could also see Yoda. Yeah, that was a good one. He he has mm-hmm. really good interaction with all of his. Yes, obviously, but you know, yeah. like with Amanda Ward, he was great. Um, he did the you know the call-in show with her. He did the call-in show with uh, oh. Tracy Gardner too. Um, yeah, and that was great. I mean, just- I, I miss that. I, I didn't start listening to to the call-in ones live until he had Jason on. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good episode. That's really good. Jason was- Ward's great, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then yeah, and I I called in with that one. I think that was. I think that that one and the maybe the Amanda one or no, it was Chris. Both of those, I was like the carryover guest from the um, from the free one to the members both, only one, right? Yeah, and then I, I was also on the, the Sal one, and I wanted to ask Sal to do some Yen Num, but I got cut off before I was able to ask that because I, I had a serious question and then I, before I left and so can you do some yen numb because I love when he does yen numb but uh yeah I wasn't able to do that <laughs> he does a but pretty yeah, good one yeah yeah and then I, and then I also called in with Amanda and that's where it came out that I think that I, I I was watching last week with my son and I swear one of the times wicket blinks you can hear his eyelids like smush together yeah I I got the blu-ray out and was looking that up while you were still on with it okay, yeah, to yeah. see and uh because in my head I started thinking you know what he might be onto something there you know but I do I think it was just just forest noise or then I started thinking about like you know like the Teddy Ruxpin dolls yeah clunk clunk <laughs> is there is there anything um that you want to make sure that you get to say in in the segment I I don't know how steel does what he does both with his energy and his talent and 
how entertaining he he is, no matter where he is. But I, you know, I want to thank him for sharing all that with us. King Tom, everybody, King Tom. We've got one last guest. She's Steel Wars fan sensation Emily Lynn. She had the distinct honor of being Steel's very first international listener, and she even had her own interview episode. With you, you're like a whole different thing. So, <laughs> okay, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means, but well, I, I mean, from a fan point of view, you're a big deal in in this community. You know. <laughs> oh, um, that's right. I, I, okay. Well, I mean, I mean it in a totally, you know, uh, complimentary way. Oh no, I didn't think I didn't think it was an insult. I'm just sort of surprised. <laughs> you know, you had the distinct. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You were his first international listener, and and that's that's kind of crazy, you know, to think about in the grand scheme of things. Like now, you got in on the ground floor. If this was a pyramid scheme, you would be rich. <laughs> you know, it's so it's so weird to think about because when you listen to a lot of podcasts. And you're also like on Twitter and online, you sort of lose track of the geography. So for me, I didn't like I, I was listening to so much Australian stuff. Like I didn't even think about the fact that people would people who who are making these podcasts would be surprised by it. But I've had a couple of people who are like, oh, wait, you're listening from where? I mean, not so much anymore, but like when podcasts, you know, like four or five years ago. Right, right. And so for me, it's just, yeah, I just sort of stumbled upon this cold world, but, but no, I've sort of, it was, it was, it was cool to hear that from Steel and it was fun to sort of, you know, realize that that meant something to him as well. Right, right. You know, that's, that's something that so many people have, uh, during this have told me that have, have met him. that he's just so gracious and so he doesn't take any single listener for granted you know he's the kind of guy who would go and just shake every one of your hands just you know thank you thank you thank you and actually mean it he's just so genuine about it yeah it's 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 one of the things i really liked about actually meeting him is i thought oh no he actually is as like cool and as sweet as i thought he was going to be now was when you met him at LA Podfest. Was that the first time that you met him in person? Yes. And did you know ahead of time that he was going to interview you for an episode? I I didn't. Like I didn't expect that at all. Um like Podfest they have like a an opening night party and I knew I was going to see him there and I was really excited to meet him and you know we had you know talked a little bit on Facebook it's like oh it'd be so cool to finally finally see you in person. And then when we were chatting that night, he's like, oh, I want to grab you when I have some free time and, and we'll do an episode. And I was immediately both excited and terrified. <laughs> I understand. I do. You did a fantastic job on it. It, it Seriously, it's it was a really good episode. I listened to it. I, I mean, I listened to uh, just occasionally Well, I listened to one more than a couple of times. And I've listened to that one, I guess, probably three times now. And uh, there's just so many takeaways from it. It's such a genuine <laughs> reaction. I know it's probably... So, I, I, I haven't listened to it. I, I can't. Like, I just, I can't listen to that. I can't listen to myself. 
<laughs> I can appreciate that too. So I've, I'm honestly, I don't even know entirely what made it into the episode and what didn't. <laughs> I mean, ex- except for like the, you know, the, the clip that you pulled that I, you know. About Mendo. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you hoping for most in Star Wars? I want Star Wars to make me feel like a little kid remembering this thing that had a huge impact on me that I will love for the rest of my life. Oh, and if, like, Mendo could be shirtless or something, I would also really like that. Oh, save it for your fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew that Mendo stuff would probably stay. I had to edit that a little bit just because of the 24 seconds. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is a good one right here. It's a good one. But you, it it came across so conversational. If you were yeah, nervous that's... during it, you certainly couldn't tell. You know, I was nervous, like going into it. Um, and then Steel is just so friendly and genuine and relaxed. I'm like, oh no, this is just a conversation. So I was scared before, and then we started doing it. It was fine, and then immediately afterwards, I'm like, oh no, I hope that wasn't terrible. <laughs> Because, well, you know, he's had, like, guests who are, you know, so involved in the Star Wars community. And he's had all these, like, super, you know, like, other podcasters and these really, like, interesting people on. And I'm like, I'm just somebody who started listening to a podcast of his four or five years ago. Right. Yeah, you are in some pretty heavy company when you look at that list of episodes. You know, Leonard Malden. Yeah, it's really weird. (laughs) Emily Lind, and and now you even have you know your your a very own uh, you know Aussie nickname with the you know Lindo. It's I would be like putting that on my my license plate. <laughs> I like that. That's fun. That is cool. It, it's just it's neat that it. I really enjoyed it, and I I what I enjoyed about about that episode I think the most was it, uh, not just your your take on it and how cool you were about doing it and what it meant to you, but what it very obviously meant to him. That was, that was cool. And you, cause it, it came across, you could totally feel it. And, uh, I thought that was neat. You know, it's, it's really easy to get in those, in those situations. Cause now, you know, he's in that world of podcasting. It's funny in these little bubbles, you know, it's, I was trying to explain to one of my friends that, yeah, I, uh, I worked on a couple of audio tracks for, uh, Rogue One, and um, not the movie, the podcast for Wieners, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to him, you know, yeah, they're part of the Making Star Wars, you know, dot net uh, podcasting network, and in that sphere, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, know? but take one step outside of that, and it's nothing. You know, oh, I know it's so, and you sort of, you sort of forget it because especially when you're listening to sort of niche podcasts, they they tend to come in, in communities. So people who listen to this also listen to these other things. And it's the same way with like the Australian comedy ones I listen to is so within that community. Oh, you know, the people who listen to this also understand what I'm talking about, these other things. But again, you take one step outside and it's like, Oh no, most people have no idea what this is when you're listening to something weekly and there's a community that surrounds it, especially with steals, because I mean, he's so interactive with the listeners and there's the call-in show and now there's the safe haven. So we have our own 
vernacular. <laughs> and the fact that, like, the number of times I've been, like, tagged now in things about Mendo, <laughs> I mean, I love it. But the fact that it's happening, like, that's, like, people are posting something about Krennic or Ben Mendelsohn and immediately think, oh, I should, I need to tag Emily in on that. <laughs> I I love it, but it also is, it's sort of a weird thing that just sort of happened. And I mean, I understand why it happened, but when I actually look back and I'm like, that's weird. It is <laughs> a weird. weird thing. You know, in a good way. But I mean, you know, the world's gotten so much smaller. When I was younger, I'm old, and uh, when I was younger, you'd see in like in the in the back of magazines for you know Star Wars or in comic books, it's like pen pals, and you write into this exchange, and they find somebody who's got similar interests, and that's that was basically the the crappiest version of what we do on the internet now. But it's to to make it to shrink it down yeah, to and where I think- it is is unbelievable. Like in the combination of podcasts and social media really amplifies that. I think they they work together in ways that really have formed like this community around. Not not every podcast has that and different podcasts have it to different degrees. But the fact that I you know I I have, you know, several close friends now in Australia who I've never met in person, but I talk to all the time on Twitter or on Facebook. And because I, you know, we listen to the same podcasts and, you know, we saw Will Anderson retweeted somebody and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Suddenly I'm following that person on Twitter and then we're talking about other things. And so these like friendships that have built from, oh, we listen to the same podcast is, is just fantastic. And when that interacts with fandom, like like Steel Wars does, I think it, it takes it to a whole other level. Well, it's it's really interesting to to hear people. And Steel has actually mentioned this on probably more than one episode of his podcast. That like at his live events, now he sees people who are friends now from that that are yeah showing up like, together and hanging out. And I'm like, that is that is really cool because. Gosh, excuse me, my voice is beat up. Oh, uh, yeah, you've been doing this for a while. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like three hours now, but that's no big deal. Last night was my first night back with the with this like '80s arena rock band I used to play with. Oh, and, cool! And I do a lot of the, um, you know, in that style of music, the background vocals are all the really high falsetto, and that's <clears throat> that's like in my wheelhouse. But my endurance for it is ruined. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay. I'm, I'm not gonna live." <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not gonna live through this. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. It's it, you know to hear that happening at at the live events, and then you know now it's happening just in a broad sense of things. All these people are getting connected, and and it starts out with this one interest that they share, and to find out it's this bigger, bigger thing, and. So many people go along thinking something like this only means this much to them. And it, does that make me weird, you know, and to find out that it might make you weird, but everybody else is weird, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, like I've like podcasts have gotten me through some really dark times. Like when I, you know, I, I have like issues with depression and when I am 
you know, days when I'm basically immobile and don't want to face the world, I'm like, I'm going to lie in bed and I'm going to listen to these podcasts and I'm going to, through that, have the will to get up and do what I need to get done today. Right. Or, and it's just, you know, like, and that's, you know, there are more extreme cases, but also it's just, man, like I work at a desk job eight hours a day and I would lose my mind if I didn't have podcasts to listen to, especially ones in there that really do have a community around them. Like there's, there's bigger podcasts I listen to too. You know, I like, I like Mark Marin. you know, I listen to Serial, but these ones where you can really connect not only with other listeners, but with, you know, like with Steel or with the other hosts, man, that makes your day so much brighter. It's like, oh, I have these friends in my phone that I'm going to listen to while I do this stupid job that I hate. <laughs> I Exactly. I, uh, yeah, I think I told you I'm the music director at my church and, um, you know, it's cool. I get to, you know, always wanted to make a living playing music and I didn't know that this was a way to do it. You know, I'm not on the road all the time anymore, which is fantastic. But, uh, you know, I listen to podcasts all day with my in-ear monitors underneath my big over the head oh, yeah. headphones. And but seriously, it works out because like most of the work I'm doing with the big over the ear headphones is like uh kind of like rough work you know all i have to mm-hmm. do is be able to hear it just good enough to trim the end of a clip or whatever so i can listen like do fine point listening to a podcast while i do that and it's not an interruption you know but it really does yeah. it makes it listening to these guys listening to steel listening to i really like the star wars underworld guys yeah they're great um i like uh, uh now this is podcasting it's a little more spoilery yeah i've i've as i've stopped listening as we're getting closer to rogue one because i'm like i can't i don't want to i have weird spoiler things (laughs) and there's times i'm like okay i'm probably taking this a bit too far like i could there's some stuff i could have watched that i didn't but i that feeling when i'm sitting in the theater hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And I, something happens that I didn't think was going to happen. Like, we're ne- I'm never going to have the, the I am your father moment again. Right. But I'm always, like, I'm always chasing that moment. Like, when I'm just, like, the, the pure experience of being hit with something out of, out of nowhere and just being so utterly sucked into a movie that it can, that it can shock you. I, I, I love that feeling. Oh, me too. Me too. I, you know, and Star Wars in and of itself like speaks to me on an emotional level that I know a lot of people don't get, you know, I mean, a lot of people around me, you know, geographically, they, they, they don't understand, 
the why. I mean, I've got a, like one of my friends, he and I were the ones who went to see Force Awakens the day it came out. We're going to go see Rogue One. He gets it. He's younger. He's half my age, but he's like, if I cry when they show the Millennium Falcon for the first time, just don't look at me. Like, <laughs> I got you, man. I feel you. But it, it really does. It's, you know, there's scenes where. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like like in The Force Awakens when um, Kylo Ren has his hand outstretched and he's trying to, you know, use the Force to call the saber to him and it flies past him and, and lands in Ray's hand. Like, just for a second, when I was trying to say the words, I got a little bit of that, like, choked up sound in my voice. I'm like, just don't cry. Yeah. But it does. It's it's like so emotional to me and you hear the music swell in. And obviously the music part of it has a big impact on me because I, I, I play music. That's my yeah. thing. And it it's such a big part of the picture. It's, and to experience it with other people around you is really interesting. And coming in and having it be fresh helps, you know? I feel like with Rogue One, I've watched, I think I've watched all the TV spots, except for maybe the one that came out last night. And I, I'm surprised at how much of it, the story they've put out there. Yeah, and I feel like maybe it's because they realize this one is a harder sell. I mean, not that any stars movie is going to be a hard sell, but it's the first standalone and it's coming between two trilogy movies. So I think they realize that there are people, casual stars fans who just have no idea what this movie is. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of people still that, that don't know. Yeah. Like I've explained to my mom like several times, because she just she she likes the original trilogy and she went like she went to Force Awakens and took my little brother and really liked it. But when I was talking about the new stars coming out, it was, oh, is this, you know, she just assumed it was the next trilogy movie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. And, and I do think that that's weird. You know, I, I was listening to the Star Wars Underworld last night. Uh, so I didn't get to hear it live on Thanksgiving night. And uh you know, they were arguing about the crawl and the lack thereof. And that was one of the points they made. It's like, yeah, it's not just tradition, you know, that Star Wars have a crawl. But, I mean, there's so many people that are going to sit there and watch the movie start and be like, what now? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and without, and the, also, yeah. without the crawl to tell them. Yeah. The crawl, because when the crawl started on Force Awakened, like, I am pr- pretty much just burst into tears. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with oh, you no, because I, I got it. Because yeah. like I was I was born in 83. So the first like I you know obviously I saw like when I was in 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 middle school the special editions came out and I saw them a million times in the theaters. But the first new stars I saw in the theater was the prequels. Right. And you know at at the time I was watching them I convinced myself that I liked them a lot because I was seeing Star Wars and I don't, I don't hate them. I just, I don't, I don't care for them. You know, I'm not angry about it because it, you know, oh, it's, it's movies that I didn't particularly like and I'm over it, but to see Star Wars, new Star Wars that I loved for the first time in the theater was amazing. And that's why like, I don't, people can point out any flaw they want to me in the force awakens. I don't care. I don't care. Because watching it was, for me, a perfect experience. Yes, you, you ex- that ex- 
you explained it, just how I've tried to tell that to people and not been able to be eloquent enough about it. But because you know what, a, a lot of their complaints. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It borrowed a lot of things from A New Hope. Blah blah blah. Yep. There's some, there's some weird plot holes and there's some scenes that don't really make sense and like character wise. But, but I don't care. Yeah. Because here's what I do know. I sure was happy as hell when I went and saw it. You know, I saw like, it fifteen oh times the, in the theater. When you see the falcon fly again, like how can you not just fall in love with that movie? Oh, I know. I know. It, and <laughs> I, I guess like going 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 back to Steel Wars, like that's one of the reasons I I love that podcast so much and one of the reasons I I like Steel so much is the the type of fan he is. Right. Which is you can you can realize that something has flaws and still love it. And you can dislike parts of things and still love the whole thing and have that like a giddy excitement about it. And I think that's that's what I love when I listen to the podcast. So I'm like, oh yeah, this enthusiasm that is just like pure like joy, but not, you know, like angry, not angry either way, you know, not angry about the flaws that the thing has, but also not angry when other people dare to criticize it. Right. He can have like the super hardcore people, you know, like he interviews people who you know, like the fan member who obviously like super, super involved. And then also people like, Ash Williams, who, you know, vaguely remembers seeing Star Wars once. Right. I love episodes like that. Oh, I do too. And, you know, like the one, <laughs> the one with Ronnie Chang, where Roddy is like trying to get Steel to, to admit that he hates the EU. Oh, yeah. Just because, just because Ronnie cannot be wrong about something. Right. So he just decided he was going to like goad Steel until Steel like you know made this great confession about how <laughs> hating it. But but I like that because that's what like fandom should be fun. Like at the end, like you can take things seriously, you and you can have like emotional attachments to things, and still realize that at the end of the day, it should be something that you enjoy, not something that you're you're getting furious over. Right. What is fandom to you? Because fandom to me is like enjoying something and loving it and like talking about it to people and, you know, having serious conversations, but also joking about it. And if you aren't enjoying yourself, I just, I don't, I don't understand what you're doing. You know, that's the, that's the same kind of thing is does somebody else's opinion of something you like affect your ability to like it? Do you have to change your opinion now that somebody else doesn't think the same way you do? Yeah, it. and people, people like get really like they like just let people enjoy things too because they're people who, you know, and this happened with Force Awakens. Like they can't just not like the movie; they have to convince you that you didn't like the movie. Uh, and I'm like, no, but I I did like it. I loved it. I watched it a billion times, and I will watch it a million more times because it's great. Yeah, you know it's funny you say that the the band that I played with. um Last night, I had been away from him for quite a few months, and the other guitar player, he was adamant 
that he was going to convince me that I was seeing the force awakens through. And he used this phrase so many times I wanted to punch him in the face, but rose colored glasses. And I'm like, do you understand what that means then? Because what you're telling me is I'm seeing it through my, with my own experience as part of the, the focal point of it. Then how can you yeah. tell me I'm wrong for liking it? You're, What's you're, wrong with that? Your argument's exploding, but he, he wouldn't let up about it. And, and then last night we're packing out our gear and we're getting ready to leave. It's two in the morning. And the last thing he says to me, he goes, so I guess you're pretty excited about Rogue One coming out. <laughs> and I said, yep. All right, buddy. See you next week. And I just laughed because I'm like, I don't want to hear it. You know, I just don't have the energy to listen to him go on about. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's uh, I'm so glad that Steele made the Save Haven Facebook group. I am, too. <laughs> Cause I just, I don't, I don't want to deal. Like I can, you know, I can debate. Like if you want to have debate about star Wars and like discussions about Star Wars, that's great. But like, like I don't want to get into a fight and I don't want to like personal attacks because I don't feel the same way about certain characters that you do. And this like sort of poison that, that infiltrates fandom it's just like people who enjoy it and don't take themselves too seriously and like each other. When you first like got into listening to Steel and Steel Wars, was your Star Wars fandom did it go way up? Were you already like total Star Wars nerd and it just went along with it, or did it increase your your Star Wars fandom by being you a know, podcast fan? I would say that my at the time my Star Wars fandom was fairly dormant. Like I'd watched the movies, you know, started and I loved them. And like, you know, I read, I read some of the books. I would have, you know, I was fairly young still. So I was reading the whole, the, like the young Jedi adventures, whatever they were called. The ones about like Luke and Leia and Han's kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'd read those and then like, when the special editions came out and I could see Star Wars in theaters, like uh, that was probably the, at the time, like the peak of my fandom. Cause I could finally see Star Wars in theaters and yeah, you know, me, me and my friends were all fairly geeky and really big. And then, you know, I'd seen all the prequels like several times each, like midnight screenings, like lining up all day to see them. And then I just sort of, you know, there was no Star Wars anymore. And so, and you know, I'd, I in other, you know, at other fandoms at the time, like I, I tend to focus on like one or two things at a time. And then it was probably like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I was really into and like wrote fan fiction and all sorts of other embarrassing crap. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, when, when we first heard, you know, about getting Star Wars again, I was just sort of like, well, I didn't like the prequels. I'm probably not going to like this movie. I don't want to get excited again because I got excited for all three prequels and didn't particularly like any of them. So I was just sort of like, eh, I'll go see it. But I I didn't want to get excited because I didn't want to be disappointed. But, you know, I'd been listening to to, to Steel on I Love Green Guy Letters for a couple of years at that point. And so when he announced he was doing this podcast, I'm like, you know what? I'll check it out because I like Steel. I sort of like his his general like outlook and take on things. So listen to it. And then I just, I got like sort of lost in fandom again. Like, and I, I was very careful to, to keep to smaller 
parts of fandom. And that's why I'm glad that sort of a community built up around Steel Wars because I knew like the sort of nastier elements of the Star Wars fandom and I didn't want to get into it. Right. But Steel is so enthusiastic and it's, he, he's enthusiastic in a way that is very contagious because he has this sort of kind of childlike enthusiasm. <laughs> that phrase has come up several times. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was thinking about it because I was just re- like when we were, when we were talking about, about recording this, I was just, I went back and re-listened to the one with his mom. Oh, that one's so and good. Of, and it's great because you realize that the sort of joy he has about it now is the same as the joy he had about it when he was a kid. And I love that. I love that it hasn't become dampened or bitter or, you know, like, like we talked about before with like the people who are very holier than thou in their fandom. It's just, he loves this. And so like when I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, Shoot, I'm getting excited about Star Wars again. If Force Awakens is bad, I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> because it was just it was just fun, and he had people, you know, from the, I I love people who are enthusiastic about things, and I just I love hearing people talk about things that they love. It's it's always been like fascinating to me. It's one of the things I like about fandom is just seeing the way that the phantoms have affected people, you know, since they were little kids. And so I just, I got drawn into it and it, it sort of ignited that spark again. When you see somebody, you know, operating inside of their passion, it's, it's, it is infectious. That's a really good way of putting it. And you can tell when it's happening because it's just so natural Yeah, for them. You know, they, they don't have to spend a lot of time, thinking about what to talk about next because they're just on fire for it. And that makes you want to be a part of it. And, and that's, what's great about steel. It's like, how can you not get on board with that? The fact that we already love star Wars just makes it that much easier, you know? Yeah. And like when, when he got to do that, that interview with, with Harrison, like, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a person who I don't actually no before right. <laughs> you know like i just i because it was this sort of I, you know how much that meant to him and and seeing it happen and seeing it happen and go well and just be this great experience like i i must have watched that clip like a dozen times because seeing how much it affects him affected me exactly it's you know this is has been a really interesting experiment for me talking to all these people about this because i talked to a guy earlier today about that moment in particular he was talking about how where they were standing at the event they couldn't hear any of it but they could watch him and the guy was like explaining to me how excited they were to see him being excited about the experience because all we could see was his face and his body language. And you just knew that this meant it's almost like he probably can't even hear a thing Harrison Ford is saying because he's just mesmerized by it. And to hear people, you know, people don't get excited for people like that. That aren't just genuine, nice, real people. You know, there's a reason people 
so many people feel that way about Steel Saunders. Yeah. People have j- joked around about the Star Wars show, the YouTube channel show. Mm-hmm. And man, wouldn't it be great if Steel was the host of that instead of the dude that's on there? You know, my only concern with that is, is once you're exposed to like the the dark underbelly of what really happens in the corporate world of any any product you like, you know, it's does is would that diminish his joy in it? You know, because with him, I mean, I don't know how well the podcast and the supporters and all that pay his bills, but. He takes it extremely seriously. Yeah. But a big part of the reason he does is because he's in love with it. You know, if he were to move on to something like the Star Wars show, would that change the dynamic of it? I mean, I'm sure in the first like six months, every time you saw him on camera, his eyes would be the size of BB-8. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like when you look at the amount of content that he puts out, it's crazy. And that's just like even if you just look at it from the standpoint of the finished product, there's 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 just so many hours. But then when you factor in what it takes to get to there, for something you know like podcasting, which I mean, I mean again like I have no I have no idea how well or how badly the podcast is doing, but it's a podcast. Right. I mean, there's only so well it can be doing, and so it's got to be something that you're doing because you love it. Right. When you when he talks about watching like watch Westworld, I'm thinking, where does he find time to watch TV? <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, all he thinks about is is content. And, you know, the some of the other guys in the uh, like the, the family of podcasts that he's friends with, they said, you know, I don't think Steele likes to have conversations that he's not recording just in case there's content <laughs> in there. <laughs> But but it's it's true because he's always thinking about it. When you listen to him on, like Megapod, which was mm-hmm. it was fun. It was very fun. But you could hear him getting frustrated with the guys. He's like, "Hey, you know, we're uh, the listeners are expecting something, and we need to deliver it." Yeah, this is fun, but come on, you know. And yeah, this also needs to be something that's fun for people who are listening to it, right? not just for us, right? Yeah, and and it's to hear him be like that. He's so serious about it because it what we get out of it on this end of the speakers means something to him. You know, it's not just about the numbers for him. I don't think. I think it's what are the people really getting out of it? Am I getting my message out there the way I want? Um, I just realized it's getting kind of late. Oh <laughs> I yeah. Looked at, oh no, it's totally fine. I just um. I was supposed to do a, a, a chat with Patrick Von Frisco tonight too, and I'm gonna have to make see if he's still on board. Oh um, no, I feel bad. Oh no, no, not at all. I told him I said, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna be talking with Emily and this." I said, "We'll probably just talk forever about nothing." So, <laughs> it, uh, um, well, let me just do this. Is there anything that you like? You had a chance to talk to Steele in person, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit different for you. But is there anything in this segment that you want? make sure is in there to him i mean i'm sure this is this has been been said by others and it's also been said by me all already tonight but just how much i appreciate the community that he's created 
And I think that's that's come about because of the type of person he is. Like his 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 warmth and his humor and his appreciation for his fan base has created something really special and and pretty unique. And I think that's just so great. And like listening to the call-in shows and like talking to people in the chat room while they're happening, that really means something. And I'm I'm just really grateful for that. Awesome. Now what I'm going to do when I edit this, I'll throw in right after you say that, I'll put, and if Mendo could be shirtless, I'll... I'll, I'll. <laughs> I'm never going to... No. Oh my god, it's so funny because like how that sort of came together and suddenly like I'm the crazy obsessed girl. But <laughs> no, that was classic. Oh, it was so good when I heard it. I figured that was going to be a thing because like right after we recorded that at Podfest, we went to see Todd Glass and we were sitting like with 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 Jackie and he mentioned it to her and I'm like, oh no, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> I like it when she's on, you know, like when they were at a San Diego Comic-Con. She is awesome. The, the spiel where she's telling him, you look terrible. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah. I, I, I always like it when she's on. And she's also delightful. Is she? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean you know, I you know, just talked to her for a couple of minutes, but she was very sweet and, and funny. Now, when did they get married? Was it last year? The year I, before? I feel like it was last year. I think it was last year. I lose all sense of time with anything. <laughs> so I do too. I do too. It just—it's all a blur. It's all a blur. But uh, but you know that. Oh um oh de- December nineteenth, two thousand fifteen. By the way, I'm not crazy. I was just looking at his Facebook page. I no. didn't. I didn't have that memorized. <laughs> I I had to check the tattoo on my on my calf. <laughs> well, that's right. Because I that now I was thinking about. But of course, they because he was crazy and got married like right after the movie came out. Right, right. And I remember thinking how insane that was, considering like all the stuff he was doing for the premiere. But you know that's. I was trying to rush this out. I got the idea to do this, honestly, from a combination of him posting that he's they're taking a belated honeymoon, and you posting the uh, what's everybody's favorite moments. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know what? That what would be really cool? Like if I were him, what would what would be cool? Because it does the 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 safe haven. I mean, I realize the name is a little tongue in cheek, but. It's in reality, yeah. it's what it is, but it, 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 it's really something to be thankful for. You know, it's as dorky as that might sound. I haven't spent that much time on Facebook and not that that's the, oh good, I'm on Facebook more, but, but like interacting with other people, you know, in a, oh, yeah. in a positive I, I, way I in so long. Yeah. And and I'm like, man, you know, he really gives a lot to this and he takes it seriously. You know, what could what could we do? And it just occurred to me, man, I should do this. No, I think think it's a really great idea. I think he's really going to love it. So then I started thinking, well, when's he get back? Because the longer I sit on this, the sooner somebody's going to 
spill it because like yeah one, one of the guys i talked to today tweeted just had a really great chat with oh, eric no. struthers and i'm i messaged him I'm like hey man you know and he goes no no i just mentioned it. we talked to it you know okay well you live in insert country here and then somebody <laughs> else that i talked to yesterday replies yeah i talked to him yesterday great dude and i'm like because I do. I want it to be a surprise. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I mean, it's not like Steele's following my every Twitter move. Oh, I see what Eric Struthers is up to. But you know what I'm saying. It's Don't put the effort in and to have it go. And not, not that he wouldn't like it regardless, but the surprise factor would be the yeah, best Yeah, no, part. I, think, I think that's great. I think. He said he's going to do 31 days of new content in December. Yeah. I'm like, this would just get lost in the, n- not not for our sake but for his he'll have he'll be thinking about too much stuff to really enjoy yeah. what he's supposed to enjoy about it so yeah i'll uh i gotta hurry up and get it out so he can have it well i gotta say like thank you for doing this because i know you're putting a lot of work into it and i just i think it's really cool oh i appreciate it it's been fun i mean it's hard my wife was kind of giving me the stink eye whenever i <laughs> Because I was I was chatting with somebody on Thanksgiving night, she's like, "Mm-hmm, yep." Now what's this again? Mm-hmm. Guys, I had the best time doing this. It's been so much fun getting to talk to everybody. I feel like I really made some friends. It, it was an excellent time. The common bond that we all share with the love of Star Wars and of Steel Wars, it's really pulls this community together. I'm sorry I couldn't reach out to more people on the Facebook group. This thing is obviously already such a big project as it is. I would have loved to have contacted more people. But if you didn't get a chance to participate and you wish you could have, drop Steel a line. Let him know that you liked it. Let him know how much you appreciate what he does. And for you, Steel, man, I really hope that, that you like this. I hope that it help show just how appreciative we are of what you do keep pushing out that sweet sweet content we love it and may that force be with you all right guys we are done the listener picks have been picked and uh you got to hear it thanks to tom and emily for uh, talking about their fave parts of the podcast. And in the show notes, whether it's on SteelWars.com or on the phone, you are listening to this right now. I've made the show notes with tons of links. So if you want to find the full episodes that uh, each listener was talking about, all through the four parts, it is there at your fingertips. So yeah, as I've mentioned when I first heard this, I was uh, a little bit overwhelmed that uh, people had gone out of their way to make uh, a cool recording for us to check out. And I don't know, when I started the show, I just wanted to talk about Star Wars and make a couple of jokes. And that was pretty much it. But I don't know, it's really cool that it's, you know, turned into something that I don't know, somehow means something to people around the world and then it's created this little community. I I invite anyone, like I know sometimes Star Wars fandom or any fandom can seem a little bit 
like uh, Insular or Clicky or something, but I swear to God, you guys, if you go on the Steel Wars listener Star Wars safe haven on Facebook, you can you can search it or there's a link to it at the front of the SteelWars.com page. There's a little picture of it that you can click in the top right hand corner. Go on that page. Join. If it takes more than a day to get uh, accepted, message me and tell me to uh, let you in. Sometimes, sometimes people's security preferences, you can't see anything on their Facebook page if you're not friends with them and they look like a spam bot. So, uh, but once you get in, it's not that hard. I swear, once you start talking with people, introduce yourself in the introduction thread, start chiming in on whatever people are talking about. I don't know, mainly pictures of Mendo. Just find one of the pictures of Mendo, right? I like Mendo too, and you will find your people. But seriously, yeah, get on there and, and join in. I, I think you'll probably find that you enjoy it quite a bit. I I love chatting with people on there. It is so fun. Thank you to Patrick Bonfresco for doing all the show notes for us. Uh, he sort of summarized everything that was getting said, so it made it a little bit easier for me to uh, work out the links uh, that is really appreciated. He does that for a lot of the shows, the call-in shows and stuff, and it is, it's really helpful, and I appreciate that. Thank you to Eric Struthers and your golden voice for putting the whole project together. It was, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blown away. I, I think it's, I think it's really, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in, sh- like, I normally can talk quite well, but this is a hard thing to talk about. I, I really appreciate it. I, everyone's stories and stuff, and it's, um, it was really special to listen back to, and, um, one thing that struck me was that, I don't know, people were happy, uh, the Harrison Ford thing, I, like, I found that very interesting, that people were happy that it happened, and there was, I don't know, it's just nice to have people happy for when good things happen for you. So, that's really cool. I really appreciate it, you guys. We'll be back to normal-ish. I I, I truly, really appreciate it, you guys. Making this podcast is one of my true, just glorious pleasures in life. I, I love doing this so much, and I think I was sort of a bit of a T-1000 to do Star Wars podcasts. It all came together that that was my one true calling in life. That was what I'd be best at. Uh, Not being a doctor, not being a plumber, but just making stupid jokes about Star Wars a few times a week for sweet, sweet content. But thanks so much. Uh, We're going to have a great year. We'll be back to normal episodes uh, this Tuesday. A very much requested interview guest. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you're a long-time listener of the podcast, you will... I think you'll get a kick out of this one. And if you're a new-time listener, it's a great episode. But you wouldn't have wanted it to happen for that long because you're a new listener. But yeah, like the whole thing about the podcast that's really cool is there's... I, I don't think it's an environment where there's, like, fan snobbery or you don't know this, I know that. So, join in. Become a part of it. And may that force be with you.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.